Welcome to the Prescription Wellness Podcast with Dr. Angelique and Doc Mark, two healthcare practitioners ready to overthrow the status quo and bring sustainable wellness culture to the workplace. Why? Because health is really all you have. Welcome back, everybody, to episode six of Prescription Wellness Podcast with Dr. Angelique and Doc Martin. Uh, this month's theme has been all about movement, and today we're going to help you debunk those, those negative thought viruses about age and body type limiting, limiting you from getting out there and starting exercise. Now, I know we keep saying exercise, but we're not really talking about just exercise. Are we? We're just talking about getting out there and moving. Is, is that kind of what we're, we're talking about today, Angelique? Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. I know exercise just sort of rolls off our, our tongue often, but it is. It's about just getting out and moving. It's not about multiple reps of something. It's about consistency, however. So I think there's a big difference. Absolutely. And that's one of the hardest things that everyone kind of finds with beginning a new exercise regimen. I know myself um, having a new daughter who is growing daily it just blows my mind. Um, just finding time to, to squeeze in, you know, an hour or so. I'm lucky to have a very amazing wife who is able to, you know, get up in the morning and take care of her while I sneak away for my six o'clock workouts. But the, I always believe that people make time for, for things that they value. And if you make time for your health, you're, you're going to find 30 minutes to get out there and walk like we talked about last episode. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I had mentioned because it was so beautiful out um, the day that we were recording that I was kind of like, you know, that I didn't get a chance to get out there and, and absorb some of that exercise. And it, it definitely, you know, is important to me. And sometimes we do get really busy and things take a back seat. So even if we're not able to do our, our um, typical routine, um, even being able to find the movement that we can infuse when we're sitting, like we discussed the last time, because I know that since we've been here, um, you know, doing our podcasts and such, you know, I'm clasping my hands behind my back and I'm pulling and stretching and trying to keep that blood flowing. So when we talk about movement, we're not talking about all the time, always going and, you know, hoofing it around the block or whatever. We're talking about those small things that are actionable and that, make a big difference, even if it um, doesn't seem like it. It does. It all adds up. I 100% agree. It, the, the best way to keep your joints healthy is to take them to close to in range. That means as far as you can stretch those joints each and every day. And that's, that's the way you prevent that stiffness that we all kind of experience as, as we age is, is to really make sure that body stays in motion. Yeah, because, you know, if you are sitting there all the time, um, you know, you're, you're going to feel kind of like, uh, kind of groggy, kind of tired and, you know, moving around gets that blood flowing. I know for me, um, I was chatting with you before the, we started recording this and, you know, I worked out really hard yesterday and I'm definitely feeling some soreness, but, you know, those were some muscles that if I'd never moved them, oh my gosh, I probably wouldn't be able to move today. But even though I have been consistently active, I'm definitely a little sore even still because I, you know, pushed myself that extra mile because I could. And, um, but that doesn't mean that I just, you know, well, I worked out hard yesterday, so I'm not going to do anything today. You know, I'm still infusing, um, a little bit of motion into my muscles and that I think helps the soreness go away. 
It's been proven. Active, active rest. It's not a, the, the best thing isn't to just sit around and, and, and kind of relax after a siren. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Angelique's being attacked. I know. I was like, oh my gosh. You know, this whole podcast recording thing, we keep chuckling about it because, you know, we're, we're still new into us doing this and uh, eventually we're going to get ourselves our own little soundproof booth. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but in the meantime, we're just at our houses. <laughs> yeah. In the, in the meantime, you get to put up with our, our dogs and sirens and crying babies in the background. <laughs> exactly. But that's the way that I think people know that we're real. We're not just sitting up here preaching at you. You know, we are real people doing real things. And the whole goal is just to inspire you too. So um, yeah, the struggle is real. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So I got to ask you, so what are, what are some, whenever you think of um, these negative thoughts that creep in, I know you're kind of the mindset maven, you're, you're all about the mindset. What are some of the common stereotypes that you see people struggle with or some of those common thoughts that they have of, I can't do this because blank that, that you mm-hmm. typically hear? Yeah. Um, it, a lot of people look at their age and or their body type, which is what you kind of alluded to at the beginning. Um, as a limiting factor for doing things and uh, or not doing things as the case may be. Um, You know, whether somebody has, um, you know, they're short, they're stocky, they're, you know, have a big bust, they have a big butt, they have a thick waist. I mean, just whatever we pick ourselves apart about, right? And then we say, well, you know, I can't, um, I can't do pull-ups because my arms are really weak. Um, well, they, yeah, they, they might not be as strong as maybe your legs, but that doesn't mean that you can't condition them otherwise. Um, you know, people will say, you know, and that's just an example, but, um, you know, I'm older than you, right? So, you know, I've heard many, many people over the years will say, oh, well, I can't do that because, you know, I'm too old. You know, I hear that all the time. And I'm like, I don't think you realize how old I am. And I didn't start running until I was in my middle 40s. And, you know, I think people still will see the successes of others and think, well, that's them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had those thoughts before. I mean, we all have until you put yourself into a situation where you can challenge that. And I, I'm just kind of of the mindset that, you know, you can't, you, if, if you say you can't do something, of course you can because you don't do it. So there's your, you know, you fulfilled that. <laughs> but if you want to do something and maybe you're unsure and you're a little skeptical, but you still go and make the attempt, then you'll know whether or not you can do something. You know, you you literally can't know until you've made the effort. So, you know, I like to talk to people about first getting rid of those beliefs about their body, their, you know, their weight, their age, their current conditions, because everything, there's a movement, there's a, um, an exercise, there's, um, a modification for everything that you can do and you start there exactly. you don't have to go and start running around the block <laughs> you start with walking half a quarter of a mile you know <laughs> twice yeah. a i mean you know it's okay you know okay yeah nobody to- nobody can go from couch potato to running a marathon in one day it's it's realistic expectations but understanding you you, you can start somewhere it's that 
that that initial getting over your your mindset i think is the hardest part for a lot of people mm -hmm. yeah it is um like i mentioned i didn't start running until i was in my um middle to late 40s and um i think that i don't know i'm i ended up surprising myself on more than one occasion and it definitely didn't start with i'm gonna just decide to run you know i walked for almost an entire year <laughs> mm -hmm. until i finally got up to where i was walking about five miles comfortably and um i started realizing well it takes me a long time to walk these five miles i need to do something different and i was at the point where i i felt like i could try and so i it was in the winter when i decided that and so um, and it was cold and I wasn't used to running outside. So I, you know, went to a gym and just got their cheapest membership because all I wanted to do was use their treadmill and, um, you know, started building up my tolerance. And the first time that I ran an entire, you know, mile on that treadmill, which took me um, probably about a month before I was able to do that, consistently doing that. Um, I mean, I was so proud of myself and I consider myself somebody who, you know, has been fairly fit, but this was a whole nother level for me. And I remember, you know, taking pictures of myself, going, check me out, you know, mm -hmm. and people supporting me. So once people kind of started finding out what I was doing, you know, they got behind me and they really rallied it and they, they really got to share in my successes. And that was motivating for me too. So, um, and again, it, it made me think, wow, boy, I, I had some limiting beliefs about myself, but then, when I started breaking those down, it made me feel really excited. And what was cool is that I motivated a lot of other people to do it. And some of those people are still running today. I don't really run as much. I, you know, I'm the little yoga queen, but, um, but it was cool to be able to, to motivate others. And now they're, you know, they're doing stuff and they're motivating people. So it's that lovely cycle. And I don't know, people just got to get out of their own heads. Absolutely. It's, it's scary to get out there at first. It's like with anything new. It's, it's, it can be overwhelming to think about all the soreness and the, the time and all the other things that have to come together for it to happen, but it's definitely worth it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was not cute. I was not <laughs> cute when I was out there running. Um, in fact, and there was a lot of stuff that I didn't know. Um, and so I was really kind of hurting my feet in the beginning and uh it's because i had the wrong shoes i didn't know you know um because i just thought well you just you just pick up your pace is that's what running is about you know and um but to do it seriously especially you you needed all these other um <laughs> things that you needed to know before you hurt yourself um but oh yeah i was red faced i you know sweating oh i was achy but um you know luckily i gave myself permission to not be okay, you know, in the beginning, like to not look the best or have the best, um, you know, time per minute or whatever. And I kind of, I'm a competitive person. So I had to still use some of that so that I would keep going, but also lay off myself a little bit so that I would keep going, you know, because I didn't want to, I wanted to just compare myself to myself. You know, I didn't want to get stressed out that somebody was passing me, you know, um, I just wanted to do it for myself. And so that, that helped a lot. That helped me continue on, um, for the, the multiple, um, races and stuff that I did. And yeah, you just, like I said, you just have to get out of your own head and just know that you're doing it for the joy of it, for, you know, helping you, um, live long and healthy and happy. 
So, yeah. Exactly. And yeah, I, I, I see a common roadblock with when people think about exercise, they think about these different types of gyms and different types of workouts. And a lot of times there, there comes some negative stereotypes with certain workouts. I know one big one that's kind of in the limelight right now is CrossFit. And that's, that's what I've been doing for the past couple of months here. And, and honestly, I thought I'd go in and I'd meet a bunch of meatheads, just like the stereotype says. And these people who are, are talking this completely different language and talking about wads and um, burpees and talking about, you know, kipping. I'm like, what is all this language? And it seemed kind of overwhelming. But once I got in there, I actually found people who there are quite a few people in there who are over age 50, probably doing this CrossFit. But like you said, they're modifying it for them. Uh And another one of the most motivating things that I saw was this gentleman in there who was probably over 350 pounds doing the CrossFit workout. And he was doing the same amount of weight, weight as me. And he kicked my butt. He completely showed me up. He got the workout done probably 15 minutes before I did. And I was, I was really, really impressed that this guy went into this area where even a lot of the physical therapists are like, Oh, CrossFit's it's terrible for you. Whenever it's, it's just about moving and it's about pushing yourself. And it's actually, um, you know, it's, it's motivating for me because there's people in there that are different body types that are different ages that are just wanting to get healthy. That's amazing. Now, was that something, do you know if he just started that this year or is that something he's been working on for a while or? I, I was too out of breath to talk to him after the workout. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't get any of his, of his information, but I haven't seen him back in there. But I, I would like to congratulate that guy because you, you don't find a lot of people that size, even going into a regular gym, uh, mm-hmm. nevertheless CrossFit gym. It's just, it's really cool. And that's, that's one of the things that I always like to say to people is, you know, you don't go to the gym because you're fit. You go to the gym to get fit. So these people that think that you have to be in a, a certain shape or certain size or fitness level to even go into a gym, um, that's that's the place where you go to get that certain size or certain fitness level, you know? it's Yeah, and I know, like, even for myself, like, I've thought, ooh, CrossFit looks really intimidating, you know? doesn't mean that I wouldn't go in one, but, like, right, even I have this impression in my head that, you know, everybody's, like, mega ripped, and, you know, I'm going to try to, like, jump on top of a box or something like that, and I'm going to, like, everyone's going to be like, <laughs> good job, you know, once I miss it. Uh-huh. You know, so, right, like, because CrossFit has gotten this reputation of only the hardcorest of the hardcore get to do this. You know, it's just a step maybe, maybe below, or maybe it's above, you know, army quality training, you know. Um, So yeah, I think, I think you're right. Like there's kind of a misconception about that. And the fact that, you know, he's choosing to say, you know what, it's, it's time for me. I'm ready. Let's do this. And he's going in and you've mentioned before that people there are actually so supportive. They um, really care about whether or not you're there. So I'm sure he's getting that motivation as well. Yeah, absolutely. I, the workout I did last Saturday was um, as a partner workout where you're alternating between two minute intervals and the guy I was working out with never met him before, but we're there cheering each other on. And it's really kind of, you know, inspiring to have somebody there, even though they're out of breath, they're like, come on, you know, they're clapping, they're, they're cheering you on to push yourself a little bit harder. And it, it does make you push yourself a little bit harder to have that, that kind of tribe that we talked about before that those people to support you. Mm-hmm. It is really, really important. I mean, to do these things for yourself. I mean, that's always going to be the whole reason why you should do anything, you know, but 
when you have people that are willing to be that support and you know, and it gets perhaps gets them like we talked about motivated as well. But you know, if you get the people in your life that go, ah, why do you want to do that? And you know, it's hard sometimes to shut them out, especially if they're a person that you see all the time, you know, whether it's like a family member um, and, you know, trying to convince other people that this is good for you. This is what you want to do. And, you know, they may, they might not want to do it. Um, then they don't have to, but you're still going to do that. You know, being able to protect that for yourself. Yeah. And that kind of ties back to uh, one of our previous podcasts where we, we talked about, you know, getting away from those negative people and surrounding yourself with positivity. I've mm -hmm. always heard that you, you are most like the, the five people you surround yourself with most often. So if you're around five positive people all the time, you're going to end up kind of being a positive person. If you're around five mm -hmm. negative people who are always trying to drag you down, you're really not going to be able to find that motivation because you're constantly being bombarded with this negative energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And, um, you know, it is, it's really fun that once you complete one level of something, you get excited and you want to go to the next level and you want to find what other things you can challenge yourself with. Um, like I mentioned, I've always liked being active. Um, and from even being a kid, you know, I did dance and, you know, um, you know, like ballet, jazz, different levels of dance. Um, you know, then I remember doing aerobics and then I was a cheerleader and, you know, just all those different things, things that appealed to me. But as I got older, I started to think, well, okay, I'm not going to be doing cheerleading. I'm not, you know, I had to figure out like, okay, what, what works for me? And I kind of tried kickboxing and I really liked that, but it wasn't something for me at the time that was sustainable. So I still needed to find something else because I have found that, and, and I know that the, the biology and chemistry says that, you know, you do feel good after you exercise and I need to find something that I could fit in um, consistently um, so that I would, you know, always have that time carved out for me. And I think people feel like that's selfish on their part because we have this that, oh, working out is selfish or it's vain. You know, it's like, oh, you, what are you trying to be, you know, some bodybuilder? You no, know, it's, it's not about anything other than letting yourself have that, that release from, you know, constant sitting um, or, or whatever. We might need to pause this and cut this part out. Hang on just a second. Sorry. I think it's important that we kind of take stock in what we like to do, what is maybe feasible for the area that we live in. It doesn't matter. We could write, we could be in the middle of rural, um, you know, areas that don't have gyms, but we still can do things that would benefit us movement wise. You know, um, so I don't think, I, I think there's so many limiting factors or, or limiting ideas that limit us and create those factors that don't allow us to move forward in um, doing something because we say, well, I can't do that because I live out here and there are no gyms. <laughs> uh, I can't do that because, you know, I'm 45 and who, who just picks up and starts running at 45? Um, you know, um, I, I just hate thinking people are one, selling themselves short, and two, keeping themselves from, from health, you know, from consistent wellness. Um, I don't want people to 
get too late and they're sick before, you know, before um, they begin that. I think you mentioned something about a gentleman who was what, 65 or something and started yeah. just running because what happened to him? Because uh, yeah, he, I think he was uh, over 60 and his best friend died because of heart disease and mm -hmm. it kind of motivated him to get out there and take up running and he did a marathon in all 50 states and wow. he I, I think he set a record for his age group and I don't know it was, there was all sorts of mind-blowing things and a lot of times people do let age be a limiting factor and you can see uh, like a huge difference in someone who has been active their whole life and someone who picks up um, activities later on in their life there's there's actually not a lot of difference as far as health wise goes. I mean, it's never, it's never too late to pick up an activity and there's, there's a huge difference between the sedentary 80 year old and the active 80 year old. I mean, mm -hmm. mentally, physically, all sorts of, of big differences that you can see. We definitely need to make a link in our show notes about this gentleman who was, Oh my gosh, I forget like 90 or something like that. And like for every year in his birthday, you know, each year he would like try to beat his record, like miles um, ridden on his bike. And like, they would just have him like on this track and he was just going around and around and around. And he was like killing it. Like mm -hmm. he, I'm like, what? You know, that's very different than, um, you know, what, again, what we have in our head. Oh, 90 year old people are supposed to be you know, sitting, or even sometimes younger than that, we have this idea that, oh, you're 70. Well, you're retired. And okay, so what are you going to do? You're going to be on your porch rocking, you know, you're just gonna take it easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just take it easy. It's like, no, you're, you're, you still have a lot of life to live. And that, that reminds me of a, of a Nike commercial, which I'll, I'll post in the show notes as well. This lady called the Iron Nun, who has done multiple um, triathlons, the Ironman triathlons. And I mean, I couldn't imagine doing one right now, but at mm -hmm. 70 years old, she's out there still competing in the Ironmans. Yeah. I mean, that's inspirational. And it's not just like, oh, well, she can do it, but I can't. Uh, no. <laughs> like, you know, everybody can do something amazing. You know, it's amazing as long as you're amazed by it. That's the way I look at it. Exactly. People like that, that's like triple the inspiration because it's like, whoa, I'm sitting here at, you know, whatever age you are, you know, fill in the blank. And what am I doing? You know, and it's not to make people feel bad. It's to, it's to inspire. It's to say, wow, like think about what you could do. And you have, you know, 40 years, you know, on this lady, you know, <laughs> like you could do so much. And, and again, like you said, we have so much life to live and I would rather slide gracefully into my seventies and eighties and still be, you know, uh, cognitively intact and as physically, you know, um, able-bodied as possible. And really, that's not going to come if we never use it. You know, that's it's. We don't want to get to the point where we're diseased and and chronically in pain and all these things before we realize. Oh my gosh, I got I got to reverse this. And uh, that's always what I hope when we when we have these discussions that somewhere somebody says, you know, yeah, it's. Yeah. Exactly. Why, why not today? Why not get out there and move a little bit more? And I, I encourage everyone to, uh, to overcome that gym intimidation and, and get out there and kind of explore um, full body movements, explore the gyms, explore just getting out and walking to your mailbox and back, whatever it takes, just, just move a little bit more each day. And before you know it, you'll turn into the iron nun.
<laughs> I want to be her, except for I don't really like swimming. Swimming's not my jam. Like I want to be near the water, but I don't want to be in the water. So, so okay, swimming's not my jam, but I found other things that are my jam. And, um, and even then I still want to, you know, challenge myself. I'm dying to go and climb Mount Elbert with um, my girlfriends. And um, that's something that hopefully we will get to do this summer. And I've never climbed a mountain in my life, but why not? Right? Why not? So, exactly. You know, the way I look at it is it's either one day or day one. You get to pick. I 100% agree. Well, if you guys make sure if, if you like this podcast, please give us a, a, a rating on iTunes. It helps us move up into the wellness category. So that way more people can hear this positive message and you can check us out in the show notes. We've got lots of links to all of our social media. We've got the um, Snapchat, Instagram, all sorts of fun ways to connect with us. Well, mostly Angelique, since she is the social media person, I, I barely know what my passwords are to access those, but um, you can always reach out to us, email on, on our website at 3mwellness.com. But once again, we appreciate you listening to us and we hope that we have motivated you to get out there and try something new today. Absolutely, you guys. We look forward to hearing from you and please share this out. We are all about spreading the message of health and wellness. We'll catch you guys later.